Good morning. It's 10.07. I'm Chuck Land. I'd asked what TV shows woke writers ruined for you. And Kathy sent me a message. And the whole Hallmark channel is gone for her. I don't know what they're doing over wow. at Hallmark. But it wasn't just one show. The whole thing. She said, I quit watching the Hallmark channel. Oh, Kathy, I'm sorry. They, they used to have all kinds of sweet little girl stories or something over there, but... Oh, uh, boy. Coming up uh, in a few minutes, Joe Manchin could upset an apple cart, and uh, you may be happy with him for doing so. Uh, this is interesting. November's um, federal uh, budget deficit. Do, do you remember uh, Joe Biden telling us how... He cut spending and what a great job he did and he lowered that even though he we all know what what actually happened. I mean, I'm certainly I, I don't have to explain it to all of you. But for for new listeners out there, there was a huge spending spree they went on because of covid, which they shouldn't have. But they did. And then uh, the covid thing has receded. And so they're not spending that money. And Biden has taken a victory lap as though he somehow restrained the federal budget. Well, here's the, uh, the extent of the restraint. The federal government ran a $249 billion deficit just in the month of November. It is the largest total ever posted for a November and a staggering $56 billion increase over the deficit from November of 2021. Treasury Department data released this week show the government spent $501 billion during the month, but only collected $252 billion in tax revenue, meaning that the 50 cents of every dollar spent were borrowed and added to the national debt. It is utterly unsustainable, writes Reason Magazine. And now, Congress is gearing up to spend even more. I wish, I wish you Democrats would call me up and tell me just, you know, where that money should come from. $250 billion in one month. Where, where, you know, where should that money come from? Who should have to pay that? Give me the rationale for that. And remember, we're fighting inflation. That is money that's being put out there uh, that, you know, didn't exist the, the preceding month. Literally $250 billion was pushed out there <clears throat> that didn't exist in October. If the definition is too much money of, uh, of uh, uh, inflation, is too much money chasing too few goods, and you inject $250 billion a month into the economy, you're creating more inflation every month. So where do you Democrats think that money is coming from? You think you can possibly take all that money from the rich without devastating the country's economy? No, no progressive has the testicular fortitude to call up and explain that. They'll just say, we, you know, we have to spend money on this. We have to spend money on that. 
Though the uh, final details of the lame duck session omnibus bill won't be known until next week, likely not until just before lawmakers are asked to vote on it, it's a near certainty that the final agreement will add to this year's budget deficit and the ballooning national debt. There is an answer for this. You know, as chairman of the board at Downsize DC, <clears throat> I've been advocating the one subject at a time, the Read the Bills and the Write the Laws Act. Three fabulous pieces of legislation that would stop this spending. And all of you naysayers who tell me, oh, you got to vote Republican, you know, the, the Democrats will get in. Republicans didn't pass this bill. None of these bills. There were, you know, some who got on board, but nowhere near a majority because they don't want it fixed. They can get in and get out with their chunk of change. Screw the future. Who cares? They'll have gotten theirs. And that's the problem. You know, I don't want to keep picking on Blaine Lutkemeyer because uh, it's he's the, the, the closest representative I know of that has been asked to address the legislation. But he didn't sign on to it. Pr tried to tell us that it was somehow unconstitutional. He saw something unconstitutional in those pieces of legislation that Rand Paul and others didn't? No. They don't want to fix the problem. You've no idea how frustrating it is for me when Republicans and, their, and, and, and the general public who support them think somehow that this is all going to turn around if they vote Republican. It's not. You know, the, the best argument you can make for putting a Republican in the federal legislation uh, legislature is it might slow down the rate of destruction, but it will definitely not stop it. And they're going to get this bill. They're going to get this omnibus spending bill. Uh, it's going to be thousands of pages long, literally thousands of pages long. And they're probably not going to have a chance to get through a fraction of it. And they're going to sign it. They're going to say they're going to vote on it. The larger omnibus bill includes billions of dollars in additional military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine. Emergency funds for hurricane relief. Final price tag likely around one point seven trillion dollars, according to Politico. Depending on what else Reason Magazine writes, ends up in the final version of the end-of-year omnibus, the package will add up between $240 billion and $585 billion to this year's budget, to this year's budget deficit, according to an analysis by the Committee for Responsible Federal Government, a nonprofit that advocates for balancing the books over the 10-year budget window used by the Congressional Budget Office and other number crunchers to assess the federal budget. The damage could exceed $5 trillion. $5 trillion. 
Come on, Democrats. Where do you, you know, if you ask a Democrat, I'd be willing to bet. If a Democrat were calling me right now, I would be willing to bet that they would have two scenarios for saving us from going over the financial edge. One of them would be to cut military spending. And I wouldn't disagree with that. They, you, we could cut military spending. We bring the people home. We have the same amount of money for research and new weapons and all that stuff. Uh, but we bring them home and let them secure the United States instead of, say, oh, Ukraine. And the other thing they would suggest is that we're going to have to raise taxes. But you can't, in that combination, come up with enough money to balance the budget. Yeah, you're $31 trillion plus in the hole. You gotta, you got to really bring up a lot of money. A million dollars a day is over 80,000 years to pay it back. That won't work. And you really got to dig deep. And when you do, you find the social programs are the biggest problem. But they won't touch those. They don't have the balls to touch those, to tell you the truth. They would rather that the country go broke than admit that the, the foundation, the, the bedrock of, of their belief system will ultimately lead to the destruction of the republic. They don't give a damn. 874-9390-800-529-5572. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1019, no, actually 1020 right now. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Just telling you about the uh, this omnibus spending bill, how much money they spent over the uh, revenue they generated in uh, just this last 30 days. And I'm telling you that this adds to the inflation problem. The Federal Reserve has to work harder, raise interest rates even higher in order to counteract this. Not only would these uh, policies increase deficits, but they would also worsen inflation. The, uh, the warning here uh, is that with inflation surging and debt approaching record levels, policymakers should avoid passing costly end-of-year policy changes. This is the uh, Committee for uh, the Responsible Federal Budget. With inflation surging and debt approaching record levels. Wow. Uh, let me go to the phones. Uh, Emmett is on the line down in Springfield. Emmett, how are you? Uh, just fine, Gary. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. The, um, I think that there should be a constitutional amendment that if... Uh, Downside D.C. can only push legislation. Uh, maybe we ought to just say those spending bills after uh, election day. Do what now? No spending bills after election day. Oh, so make it come up before they vote instead of before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> because, and, you know, if some emergency comes up or something, you know, the president has some things, but it would be reviewable by the new Congress. Well, they're unwilling to do any of that. This works in the benefit, to the benefit of both Democrats and Republicans. Every time this happens, Emmett, every time the, uh, the, this budget crunch comes, if the government 
does shut down, then the pressure is on. The news media go out and they find every government employee that's not going to get paid this month. And they highlight how it's Christmas and they're they're not going to get paid. And they, they want to get gifts for their children. And all the sob stories come out. And that's when the Republicans cave. So it, it gives them an excuse to cave. And it gives the Democrats carte blanche to spend what they want. And it, and it happens that way every time. Uh, I understand that, but you've been pushing several things that they don't want to do either, and I just thought I'd add one more to the list. <laughs> one more list of things they don't want to do, because it would make too much sense. I agree with you, Emmett. Thank you. Uh, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, it would. It would. It would just make. It would be. It just make too much sense. They do this just before Christmas, and then, and and here's the other thing. They call them non-essential, but this is why they never shut it down. Any they they try not to ever have to go through this because they uh, inevitably will cave, and they they call these uh, employees non-essential. And and you know the first thought that comes to mind is if they're not essential. The hell are they doing on the payroll in the first place? Show me a guy who's running a corporation with hundreds of employees that aren't essential, and I'll show you a guy who's going out of business. The federal government, of course, doesn't. They just take more of your money. But that's what they call them. This is, whenever there's a, you, you get a standoff, you know, the Republicans, you know, get a little bit braver for just a few minutes. And then here's the downside. And, he, and here's why they lose. They lose because they cave. If they stood their ground, just stood their ground. I don't care what the media says. These are non-essential personnel. We can't afford this. We're going over the fiscal cliff. It's somewhere along the line. Somebody has to be the adult and stop this ex exceedingly expensive program that we're spending uh, money on uh, and, and money we don't have. And be relentless. Just don't give up. But that's not what the Republicans do because they're essentially without a spine. They're like jellyfish. They'll stand out there and they'll shut the government down for a week or two. And then eventually they cave. Well, the moment you cave, you've declared yourself a loser. The moment they cave, the media and everybody thinks, well, if it was, if it was really important, you'd have stood your ground. Clearly it wasn't because you caved. But the, the Republicans don't have the courage to do that. They never, ever seem to accomplish smaller government. That's frustrating. Ike, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing well, Gary. So one Congress cannot hold another Congress to any kind of spending issues. They can go change all of that they want to. I think the real problem, honestly, in the end, and a lot of people might beat me up on this, is about the overwhelming majority of the American public. I think we're fine with subsidies and uh, having uh, tax breaks and all these other different things, corporate largesse of one nature or another, uh, that unless you could somehow wave some sort of a wand to take it all away at one time, 
uh, everybody would complain that their uh, fiefdom was getting cut out, and their little chunk of uh, uh, their little chunk of the pie was being removed. So, um, so long as we have a atmosphere and an appetite for other people's money, opium, uh, it's not going to change much. From uh, it might change, uh, you know, maybe a hundred million dollars here and there, but um, it's not going to be any big significant difference. There was even an article you might have read about here in Missouri that uh, somebody thinks that wind and solar is going to be the new cash crop for Missouri uh, <laughs> because you know. So so here you are. Uh, I guarantee you, somebody's going to start some new energy company or expand to the energy company they have uh, and get uh, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, of dollars. From the federal government that we obviously don't have. It's it's not even being printed or it's just digitized. And um, they're going to be fine with it. They're going to put bank account. We're going to say we created all kinds of jobs. And it continues on. Well, the, the simple way to put it simply is unprincipled voters give us unprincipled politicians. That's there how we go. got them. We are unprincipled, yeah. and that's why we have these people representing us at the federal level who are unprincipled. If we had, if we as voters were principled, we'd never vote for them, right? Right. right. So it's our that's fault. What I'm, that's it, basically yeah. where we're at. I think. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to say. There's the, that's the simple way to phrase it. We're unprincipled yeah. voters, so we got unprincipled legislators. Ike, thank you for the call. Have great, a great call. Job. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Roger, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hey, doing great, Gary. Hey, you know, a really sorry thing about these budget shutdowns that they've had in the past is all these so-called non-essential workers get full pay for all the time they were off. Yep. And that, that is just insane to me. Yeah. Would that happen in the private marketplace? Heck no. You know what? We're, we've had a snag, and business is slow, and i got to lay you guys off. Uh, hopefully we can bring you back, and, uh, you know, you, you want the job or you don't. But well, you don't you know get... what happened during COVID is when people were laid off because they had to close down, the government gave them checks anyway to replace their pay. It's, it's, ab it's absolute insanity. Exactly. But, and it, you know, and that, and then it costs you money plus interest. All right, Roger, good point made. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free numbers, 800-529-5572. You can also get me at GaryNolan.com. The potential to, well, upset the apple cart may be coming out of West Virginia. I'm not sure of this, but it seems like it's a possibility. And I think you might be happy with it if it happens. I'm not sure the, about the political viability of Joe Manchin. But he could certainly reduce the Democrats to tears. That and more coming up in the next segment on The Gary Nolan Show. And it is the Zimmer Radio Network. Oh, and the Christmas Pickle. we got to play that in the next half hour. This is the Gary Nolan Show. I can't find her real name. I don't know who she is. 
There was a TV show. Uh, in fact, it's now being done on uh, on the interwebs. Uh, and it was called uh, Criminal Minds. It was about a bunch of FBI profilers. And there was, uh, there's one character, and she is the one who does all their computer work. She stays in headquarters and uh, does all the, you know, research on the interwebs. I can't think of her name. Now, you're probably wondering why, out of the clear blue, I'm suddenly... Uh, uh, obsessing over this, uh, but I will. Uh, it, it's Brian's fault because Brian sent me a photograph. Ah, that's of where you're going, Rachel Levine, Richard, R- 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 Richard Levine, uh, aka Rachel. He can change his name, but he he can't change the ugly boy. That is, that is. You're that. not impressed by the new look, huh? Well, here's the thing. He looks like. That character looks. <laughs> and I'm trying to find a photograph so we could put it up and you could compare the two because you might have a hard time telling the the two of them apart. Oh, man. I, and there, are, there must be a list of like a gazillion people who have starred in this show or been parts of it. And I can't find her. Um, but if you... You know what you should do, Brian? We should take that photograph, put it up on Facebook, and get a you know a rating, a scale of one to ten. It'd be great if we could put the two characters up together, mm-hmm. her and and this uh, FBI profiler, because it, you'd be hard pressed to tell the difference, except that he's even uglier than than she is. She's not ugly. She's actually, you know, the real... Caller said the uh, name of the character is Penelope Garcia. Yes, yes, that's the one. This Rachel Levine, Richard Levine uh, picture, it it almost... And she's known for wearing outrageous makeup and, and goofy clothes. And here he is wearing, would you call that purple lipstick? Something. Purple rouge... And dyed purple eyebrows with the blonde hair. Oh, my God, is that all kinds of ugly. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I can, see the, uh, I can see the uh, comparison there that you're making. You found a picture of her? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some similarities there in the outrageousness of their, uh, of their look. Although one is a character on TV, probably doesn't look like that normal life uh, the other one doesn't have a normal life he's about a half bubble off plum arrogant and stupid but that there's a similarity there there's a similarity there thank you for showing me that photograph brian can no you problem. go to a commercial break while i bleach my eyes do you need any other advice from uh, this person like you were complaining the other maybe it was this morning on how tired you were and He has some advice for you. Getting enough sleep is essential to ensuring that your body is healthy mentally and physically. And also ensuring that you have a safe and a high quality of life. There you go. That porcine pile of poo (laughs) is going to tell me how to live a healthy life? Yes. I... (laughs) 
I mean, he is obese, is he not? Yeah, I haven't looked that close. I just well, you can't miss him. I mean, if you take a picture of him, you got to get a wide-angle lens and stand back eighty yards. Uh, He's huge. I look away every time. It's like, oh, nope, 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 not gonna look, not gonna look. He's got more chins than a Chinese directory. He's clearly obese, and he's going to tell us how to lead a healthy life. Uh, No, I I don't. I don't. I don't (laughs) think so. I don't think so. Uh, all right. I, uh, thank you very much for You're showing welcome. me that photograph. Well, can you help. pretty much ruined my entire morning, and I'm really disgusted <laughs> with you now. Jeez. Uh, all right. 874-9390-800-529-5572. One of the things we're talking about spending and taxes. And one of the things that I always say is that money goes where it's treated best. I'm not the originator of that uh, concept. There are others who have said it in different ways, but it is true. If you are being, you know, you're a person of means in particular. See, this is the problem with the middle class. We're not people of means. We can't just very easily, you know, pack up and go when the government starts taking too much of our money. But wealthy people do. And wealthy people are the ones bearing the burden of all the taxes the country pays at every level. I don't care if it's the county or the city or the state uh, and, of course, the federal government. And Democrats always deny this. Democrats always, oh, no, 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 there's, they're, they're not going to leave. Uh, there's, there's no such thing. There's no uh, financial migration. Wall Street Journal has a piece New York Democrats tell us. They have finally uh, gotten uh, to the point where they have second thoughts on taxing the rich. Oh, you mean we were right all along? Tis the season for epiphanies, writes the Wall Street Journal. And what do you know? It's finally dawning on some New York Democrats that the state's steep income tax rates are driving away top earners who fund essentially public services If only this wisdom had visited Democrats in Albany before they raised taxes last spring. Like an annoying music tape that keeps repeating, progressives are calling on Democrat lawmakers to raise taxes on the rich again. Federal Reserve's monetary tightening has resulted in lower capital gains and trading revenue on Wall Street, which is hurting state and local budgets. Meantime, pension and health care costs are climbing. Yet, miracle of miracles, Governor Hochul last week rolled out, she ruled out any tax increases, said she planned to hold the line on spending next year. I don't believe that raising taxes at a time when we just cut taxes makes sense. By tax cuts, she's referring to one-time property tax rebates for middle-income homeowners that doubled as, well, frankly, election bribes. Eric Adams last week also shot down a tax increase to continually attack high-income earners. When 51% of our taxes are paid by 2% of New Yorkers, it blows my mind when I hear people say, so what if they leave? No. See, that's, that's, a, that's an epiphany. It, it's one that most of uh, every conservative I know has long since understood and gotten. But now in New York, so many wealthy people leaving, and you see what happens when the stock market is struggling. 
um, the capital gains and all that other stuff, it hurts. They think that, you know, they, they believe for years they could raise taxes with impunity and nothing would happen. But you know what? It won't just happen in cities and it won't just happen in states. It will happen in the country. It will happen in the country. There are corporations and wealthy individuals who will take their, their ball and go home. And that new home is going to be in another country. That wealth can leave the United States. Just have to keep punishing them. Democrats in New York are finally awake. Well, it's about damn time. Now, if you could just get the Biden administration to understand that, we'd, we'd actually have a chance. Small chance, but a chance. All right, I, uh, I'm behind. I didn't mean to go down this, uh, this, uh, this alley, but uh, Brian did it. Joe Manchin in the news will tell you why and what next. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. 10.50. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Joe Manchin, uh, and I was going to get to this in the last segment. I just uh, got kind of thrown off by the whole photograph that Brian Richard showed. Levine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, West Virginia Democrat said he doesn't put much validity in the identity of being a Republican or a Democrat. He noted that he speaks out against both Republicans and Democrats when he believes they're wrong. Well, he seemed not to foreclose ever leaving the Democratic Party, he added the Democrat leaders in Congress know well of his independent streak. The D does not saddle me to everything the Democrats want to do. Um, I, don't, I don't think Democrats have all the answers. I don't think the Republicans are always wrong. And vice versa. I don't look at things that way. He said, where I came from is basically how do I survive and make it better for the quality of life that we can extend to more people. See, that philosophically is the wrong, the wrong place to be. Literally, that is his, his whole philosophical raison d'etre is out of whack with what the founding fathers envisioned. The job of Congress isn't to make your life better. The job of Congress is to protect you from the outside world. That's it. They have no obligation to pay your medical bills, put food on your table, pay your rent or your utilities. The federal government's job is just to make sure that somebody doesn't break into your house and take your food. Uh, to make sure nobody breaks into the country and, and takes it over. That's, that's the only thing government's supposed to do. Anyway, his, so his philosophy is off to begin with. Uh, where I come from is basically how do I survive and make it better and the quality of life that we can extend to more people. That's it. And if people have a good idea and I like it, I'm with it. And if I'm the only Democrat, which I've been many times, I feel very comfortable and come home and explain it. Well, West Virginia went big for Donald Trump. West Virginia is no longer big on Democrats. He, he could be enticed to switch parties and might almost have to 
Though I think the deal that he signed with uh, um, Chuck Schumer earlier this year pretty much means this is the end of his political career. Unless the Republicans run a real dud, I think he's toast. Don't put it past the Republicans. I mean, he is incredibly, incredibly vulnerable now. But the Republicans are often described as the stupid party. They could very well end up with a candidate who is so bad uh, that uh, that uh, Manchin gets reelected. But the potential for him to change parties does ever so small, but it does exist. And here's the problem: if he does what Kirsten Cinema has done, that that doesn't give the Republicans that uh, equal play in the U.S. Senate. But if he actually switches parties, then it's going to take. It's going to Chuck Schumer will be in tears. It'll be like slipped through his fingers, so close and yet so far. We can only hope. All right, every year, twice a year in the Christmas season. We play the Christmas Pickle. And since uh, this week is uh, the final week, <laughs> you've got just a few more days left to go shopping for Christmas gifts. Uh, so now is the time. This is our second playing. If you, didn't, if you don't catch it now, if people don't catch it now, they aren't going to catch it again until next year. But it is the Christmas Pickle. Our Christmas tradition is to hide the Christmas Pickle. To hide the what? Christmas Pickle. Christmas pickle? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. And you can buy, I know, it sounds hilarious. It's an old German tradition and it's an ornament. So it's not like an actual pickle <laughs> that you eat. <laughs> but it looks like a pickle. It's a it's an ornament with a pickle. <laughs> so you hide you hide the Christmas pickle on the tree. Google it. I swear it's there. Oh, when, I, when I'm playing <laughs> hide the pickle, it's a <laughs> No, it's a Christmas pickle. <laughs> not hide the pickle. Shame on you. <laughs> No, so you hide it on the tree, and then when the kids get up, you're just more to collect yourself. Sorry. It's okay. He needs a moment. Okay. I'm back. Are you going to make it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm a, I'm a professional. Don't try this at home. Go ahead. You, so you, 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 you hide the Christmas pickle. It's, it's an ornament. Yeah, sure is. It is. I swear, it's a pickle. So, um, you you hide it on the tree, and then the kids find it on Christmas morning, and they get a special package or a special present. Sometimes Ooh. it's money. Sometimes it's another ornament. But it's whatever <laughs> present. It's the Christmas pickle present. All right. And so the kids are waking up on New Year or Christmas morning and not only are they excited about their stockings but then they immerse on the tree trying to find the Christmas pickle. There you go. Google it. It's an old German tradition. I swear. Candy, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm glad I brought a little joy to your day. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's just an ornament that dangles from the tree, Brian. That's all it is. I think that's the last time she ever called the show. I don't, yeah, <laughs> and I'm not sure we ever heard from her again. I, she was such a sweetheart. I felt so bad, but I was, I was totally out of control. 
Uh, that was one for the <laughs> record books. Yeah. What a great what a great line to pick up girls at Christmas time. Well, I want to come over to my place and play hide the pickle. <laughs> As a result of that, every year every year somebody drops off the Christmas pickle ornaments at this station. I could decorate an entire tree with them. It would be to find the, the, the new game would be find an ornament that's not a pickle. Oh, oh what a sweetheart she was. And it is real. Uh, you know, clearly it's real. Now, there you go, because uh, we are in the Christmas spirit. We, we played it again. 874 9390 uh, coming up, uh, the court uh, has upheld Connecticut's transgender athlete policy. You probably won't believe why, uh, but they have. Uh, we'll get to that. Also, uh, I keep telling you that Putin is not going to push the button. Somebody is going to get rid of him first. And there are more stories about, quote, vultures circling Putin. Perhaps he's... You know, it may, maybe that we're better off with him. It, he may be the, you know, better the devil we know. Um, five reasons you haven't died from taking the vaccine. All that coming up in the next hour. Uh, Mike on the Christmas pickle. Mike, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. Uh, yeah, this is Mike, Gary. Yeah. Doing pretty good. Hey, uh, I found this uh, merchandise website. It's temu.com, and they sell all kinds of crap, really, but <laughs> uh, supposedly wholesale, but it's a good place to find little gifts and stuff. But they've got a pair of uh, Christmas pickle boxer shorts. <laughs> no, thank and you. you. Oh, you got to check them out. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, no. Check it out. It is cool, but... Uh, yeah, I saw that this morning and thought of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All the jokes I could think of right now with yeah. the boxer shorts, but I'm not going there. Mike, yeah, thank you. Take a look at it. All right, Gary, thanks. Take care. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, some guy, uh, who is some guy? I don't know. I'm in my 30s. I'm very concerned about the way our country has spent like a drunken sailor. Ever since we left the gold standard, in a nutshell, fiat currency is a huge Ponzi scheme. You are correct. We got more comments, weather coming up, and reasons you may not have died from the vaccine. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 